very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi, Vanchika and Rishav. Thank you for coming over to Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you guys. Hi, Ashish. Likewise, super, super thrilled to be recording this podcast with you. Happy to be here. Awesome. Um, so let's get started. So interesting name, the June Company. Um, did you guys started in June? That's the reason. <laughs> or how, how did you guys uh, go about the name? That's that's really, really an interesting question. I love that question. So, um, you know, there's definitely an interesting story behind the name, the June shop. Uh, the etymology for the origin of June sort of explains the month's name that is, you know, sort of derived from the Latin word for youth. And that is precisely what the June shop stands for. Uh, we energize your space. We revamp it to something that's, you know, beautiful and meaningful. So our brand has some of the newest and freshest products to reshape your home and uh, give it a youthful yet evergreen touch. Uh, we have roughly like 6,000 plus odd products and uh, we sort of try to enhance any space with our effortless design options. So that's where, you know, the word June and hence the June shop uh, comes from. That's that's really nice. I didn't know about so does it like every month has some meaning towards it like or is it if you guys are aware of how does it work? Uh, no, not every month has a meaning, but June mm-hmm. specifically, since it stands for youth, uh, uh-huh. that is where you know the inspiration is because you know with with our uh, brand or with with say the June shop, we start sort of you know want to uh, bring like a youthful touch to the space. So yeah, that 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 is the only inspiration that uh-huh. we have. Nice, nice, nice. Very interesting. And and you guys started this thing, com- this company before pandemic. Am I right? So how how was the experience? I mean, yes. So pandemic, uh, before, just like three months before COVID nineteen sort of hit us. That's when the June shop was incepted, and the experience so far has been, uh, like a mixed feeling. To be very honest. There has been a bunch of hurdles, but uh, thankfully, uh, with, with the sort of team that we've built, there have been like strong, strong pillars of support. So the experience has been beautiful, nothing short of beautiful, I'd say. And, and, and you guys are siblings, right? So how does it work in uh, business? How do you resolve <laughs> conflicts? <laughs> I, 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 over to Rishav, to this one. I think it's a it's a fun thing, uh, you know, that uh, siblings are doing the same work, sharing the same office space. Uh, we just make sure about one thing that, you know, we don't let our personal relationship come into work. We are very professional when it comes to work in office. And we make sure once we reach home, we avoid discussing work. Or when we at work, we avoid discussing having personal conversations. So I think that's something which keeps us so, keeps our uh, relationship uh, you know intact uh, in both the aspects so none of you says so none of you says i'll see you at home 
something like that agreed i mean you know at work even at home it, he is he is my mentor like a like a solid mentor who sort of guided me throughout whatever my thinking is it's all been shaped by my brother rishav so you know it's it's beautiful that siblings are sort of running because you know you share that bond and once you have that bond you have that understanding things become a lot more smoother right mm-hmm. it becomes a lot more mm-hmm. interesting because you sort of share that same understanding same thinking and discussing things or like you know uh you know coming up with ideas you know what the other person's thinking like i literally know what rishav's thinking so the the discussions become very interesting yeah and um um what do you guys do in in terms of so uh, first is uh, do you have like clearly defined roles uh, because in startup you know there are certain times when you start in the beginning you have overlapping roles etc so first is do you have clearly defined roles for yourself and the second question i wanted to ask if there is a disagreement or if you guys agree to disagree how do you resolve it all right so uh no such rules i mean both of us we don't come from uh, e-commerce or startup uh, background for the matter of fact so it's just a learning process for us every day and i keep telling uh, vanshika in fact my whole team that you know every day whatever we are doing we are learning something new every day is a new challenge everything which comes up uh, is different to us is new to us so i think we take it uh, day at a time so we have not set rules of course Mm-hmm. uh yeah we have uh having said that we have divided departments uh where we avoid uh, interfering for the smoothness of the business of course and when it comes to uh you know uh agreeing or disagreeing with each other i think uh, touchwood we've uh, been fortunate to be on the same page most of the times and uh, when not we take a, a veto vote from uh, my other <laughs> co-founder pranav Yes, agreed. I mean, even the discussions are so interesting. In case you know, we have disagreements. All three of us sit together. We brainstorm. We ideate. We put forward our points, and then all of all three of us sort of discuss. And whoever makes the most sense, we mm. go ahead with that. So here, I'm ro- really lucky that you know there is no age boundation as such, so to mm-hmm. speak. Uh, all three of us will put forward our points and. whoever you know sort of makes the most sense or whoever we feel that you know uh is sort of coming with the best of points in terms of you know the company's point of view we we mm-hmm. go ahead with that so uh yeah that that's how it is that's nice that's nice and and when you guys started out so one of the you know the number one question which always comes to us and i try to cover this thing in almost all the podcasts mostly so how did you guys about go about starting something new you know what was your thought process uh, how did you figure it out you know this is what you really want to do e-commerce uh, within e-commerce this is the space uh, you know how did the situation sort of turned up uh, um, and how did you guys started that that's super interesting so uh, rishav and pranav they are childhood best friends all right and they always wanted they you know had the strong desire to build something that was different and sort of out of the box so there was definitely like a shared passion for starting a brand that they could call their own so you know that was the basic idea 
of course followed by like a solid research and that's when they realize that you know there's like a strong and like an immense scope in the impulse buying b2c sector mm-hmm. so that was primarily how the june shop was born you know rishav and pranav are uh, childhood best friends who always desired to build something different and out of the box so there was definitely a shared passion for uh, starting a brand that they could that that they could call their own and uh, that you know that the, the, then that's the process of like starting the research and uh, that's how we realized that there's immense scope in the impulse buying b2c sector so that's how the june shop was born and uh, soon we realized that there was a growing demand for design oriented home decor segment and we saw the consumption behavior going through a huge huge shift uh, you know nowadays you know people are increasingly looking at indulging themselves and their home spaces with innovative and unique accessories uh, that make them feel good that make their house feel good so this was uh, this has over overall like you know increased the desire for home upgradation and renovation and the, you know the willingness of consumers to choose distinctive premium quality and uh, stylish stylish products but at the same time being affordable and like pocket friendly so overall this has been uh, you know the source of accelerating the expansion of the june shop so in mm-hmm. short the june shop is here to amp up any given space whether it's like a boring desk and we are here to spice it up with our levitating and other functional products that you can you know sort of have to say to stay like super super organized or like you know your bedroom that can be beautified with our artifacts and other functional elegant furniture pieces so yes the idea was primarily the brainchild of the founders rishav and pranav uh seeing and observing the gap in the market got it uh, and um how do you guys make the design and procure the product uh, so how does the supply chain look like currently so we started off with fully import uh in 2019 december when we when the brand was incepted it was fully import but going forward we have sort of set up a bases here in india as well so right now the manufacturing bases in india sort of help us with better reach and contact and the process has become a lot more smoother because you have direct control over the manufacturing um so that is the procurement procurement is basically handled by rishav himself he sort of you know really does a deep dive into the research of products the you know the kind of products that are uh, sort of demanding or you know we take customer feedback very seriously so if if there is a particular demand in a particular segment then we try to research that and then we have like a whole designing team based out of india mm-hmm. they sort of deep dive in, into that um and all the products that are designed mostly like 30 to 35% that you see on the website they are all designed by our designers um we keep two key pointers in mind aesthetics and functionality so whenever a product comes to fruition we definitely have these two goals in mind that it should look very aesthetic so when a product is placed in your house it should definitely stand out and 
at the same time it should add value to your house as well so once these two pointers are fulfilled from our end that's when it goes into production the prototype comes out uh, we test it out we see whether you know it really stands out or not if yes only then do we go ahead and place it on our website so there's like a lot of back work and back end work that goes uh, behind uh, once the product is fully into picture mm-hmm. and um, how do you guys sell is it through primarily your website or do you uh sell through other e-commerce channel or do you also do offline selling also um so so far it's only from our portal only mm-hmm. recently have we sort of you know branched ourselves uh to amazon but that's very very limited uh only like the unique products are listed on amazon that are designed by us but uh, primarily say 95% of the products are only through our website so how did you guys got your first uh, and it's 50... only online got and how did you guys uh, got your first 50 or 100 customers what was the what was the strategy uh, to attract uh, customers onto your website initially uh, we were a little relied on facebook ads of course because it's a little challenging for a new brand to create awareness without uh, the help of uh, google or facebook ads i think that was our go to area initially now that we are already two and a half year old brand it becomes a lot easier to get organic orders to have multiple chan- uh, sales channels but uh, yes initially when we started off it was more of uh, ads which kind of helped us out okay but do you currently also utilize ads or it's now you're only focusing on organic growth yes we do but uh, uh having said that we do have um, our core focus is organic growth mm-hmm. uh more of uh, getting customers to know us brand awareness i think that's something which we are looking at uh, uh, you know from our future point of view and what are your uh, yeah go ahead vanchika Yes, uh, we've definitely seen like a major increase in our organic and uh, customer retention rate. So when we started out, if it was an X percentage, right now it's at two X. So we are very thankful that you know the customers are sort of coming back to us and reordering. So starting out, it was only ads, but right now it's a lot more organic as well. And uh, going forward, we try to keep this organic uh, customers. keep coming back to us so the strategies are aligned in such a way that you know the customers who've already bought from us sort of keep coming back mm-hmm. and give us a sense you know uh, what are your top selling products so i think uh, it's uh, too early and we have a huge diversified catalog Mm. to specify any anything top selling but yes uh, home decor is something which uh, is the core of the brand if i may say uh-huh. uh, that's something which uh-huh. we are looking to you know keep on adding on with our indian manufacturing and imports A- anything specific in home decor i think it's uh, all the sectors you know i mean all uh, home decor is like a vast category it's, it includes uh-huh. uh, your living uh-huh. dining uh, 
bedroom, uh, even I think work from home space. So I think we've covered all and uh, uh, we've, you know, we've been fortunate enough to get good response in all these uh, set categories. Agreed. And especially the the products that are designed in-house, for example, some of the artifacts or the functional pieces or say the doormats and the rugs, they're all designed by us. So those pieces definitely stand out and we see like a major interest in our customers for such products because they're unique in themselves, right? You don't get them anywhere. So we, we see those pieces moving very, very well for us. And how do you guys sort of um, differentiate yourself from let's say the established player already into this space or the upcoming new players entering into the market uh, uh, what will you say you know is uh, what edge do you have if any or how do you differentiate yourself I think uh, we've tried to differentiate ourselves from the existing and probably the upcoming players is by having a, a big design team you know, where we, as Vanshika said, you know, there's a process uh, to make the product live. And by live, I don't even, I don't mean making it just live on the website. The product coming to life is a journey in itself from, you know, uh, functionality to aesthetics. Everything has to be in place by the design team and then the product goes for manufacturing. So I think uh, eventually that's something which gives us an edge, right? I mean, it's, it's uh, a product's the differentiator, if I may say, is the design, the functionality, the aesthetics, which does get copied. I mean, it might get copied by uh, other brands, upcoming brands or the existing ones. But I think what keeps us, uh, what stands, stands us out is that we keep on, uh, you know, revamping and improving uh, day on day with our manufacturing and designing. Agreed. Yes. Another key point is our research. So we constantly like the research team sort of, uh, you know, deep, deep dives into what is trending, what is in demand, what the customers want. And once we have that data, the designing team sits, sits with that data and designs the product. So staying up to date with, with what the customers want is, I think, what sets us apart. The moment we see like a particular demand right Mm -hmm. we immediately start working on that and coming up with products that sort of you know fill that demand so being relevant in the space is i think what sets us apart so how um, frequently uh, do you do inventory refresh or launch new products like do you have a planned cycle like every quarter twice a month once every six months how do you how do you introduce um, new products or new items into your existing portfolio or refresh the designs? I think it's every uh, fortnight. The moment we come to know that this is trending, immediately the design team starts working on it and we come up with new products. So every time there's a demand, we sort of start working on it immediately. So there's not like a fixed timeline, but if I were to put a number, it's like once in say 14 days, you would see like a new product line coming into fruition on our website. Got it, got it. Um, Awesome. Um, So then moving on, so uh, uh, what has been your journey in terms of uh, fundraising? How did you guys start it? Do you guys have raised any capital or you plan to raise any capital anytime soon? 
yes. So we recently did a friends and family round, and we raised a notable amount. It's undisclosed, but it was. Uh, we were sort of oversubscribed. We were, you know, sort of uh, looking at a fixed amount that we wanted to raise. But since the interest was so much that we sort of raised more than what we wanted, and we are yet to fully utilize those funds. And once we do that. and we gauge the roi and other parameters uh, we'll have like a better picture as to what we want to do in terms of you know raising the next amount so raising funds like the next round is definitely on the cards but the timeline is still sort of undetermined got it got it um and uh, how do you see for example uh, in terms of so Uh, so question separately to vanchik and rishav so what were your sort of two big sort of challenges one or two big challenges when you uh, started it out from your own perspective so i think the major challenge was uh, we started in december 2019 i mean towards the end and there was pandemic uh, just 3 uh, months after our inception but uh, you know our operation team decided to stay back there was it was a young team and uh, trying to maintain the covid protocols and make sure that uh, you know everything was happening on time with uh, uh, you know things being in place we tried to somehow make it a little steady uh, i think that's something which was one of the major hurdles but uh, post that it's been a pretty smooth journey mm-hmm. agreed agreed so when we started you. out again the team was yes i think i agree operations would i would say was the biggest biggest hurdle because uh, like he said like rishav mentioned that 3 months into inception and we were hit by covid right the team was new it was fresh and uh, operations again being the biggest hurdle because we we starting out and covid comes into the picture and we're like uh all right you know the deliveries have to happen in time but somehow the uh the shipping and the other aspects are not getting streamlined so that was a major hurdle but like he mentioned uh the operations team like sort of staying back at the headquarters and them trying to maintain the covid protocol protocol so deliveries slightly were delayed in the starting but right now they are very very streamlined we sort of deliver in a very short span so for a startup i think that's like a great victory uh yeah i just had a point here so what what happens is when you go through a tough phase uh, initially everything else right. seems easy right so <laughs> uh we went through a tough challenge then everything now seems like uh you know i shouldn't be saying this but compared to what we went through it seems like a cake walk uh right now no that's very true i mean uh, yes, many agreed. many founders have mentioned the similar aspect you know because once you have seen covid i mean what 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 worse can you see right i mean in terms of everything shutting down then you still surviving and thriving what else so so i think yeah exactly. definitely yeah, just after 3 months Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and many, many successful business got started actually uh, during pandemic also. So yeah, um, and what is the most fun part for you guys? So th- these are challenges, you know, regular operational issues which keeps on happening. But what is that one thing that you guys look forward to? 
I think uh, we look forward, as I said, we look forward to every day. Every day we come across a new challenge. There's a new learning for us. I mean, we start the day off while having a discussion in the car, go to office. Uh, once we reach there, we have something something new on the table uh, almost every day. I think that's something which, you know, kicks on in our head. And that's that keeps us going. That's something which motivates us every day to do something new, to do something different. Uh, and at the end of the day, when we come with those learnings, it's a uh, 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 self-growth as well. So I think this is something which keeps us uh, going strong. Yeah, I think the word startup itself is synonymous with hurdles, at least in the initial phase, right? So when you start off, everything's very new. But if you're open to learning, everything seems sort of smooth. So even if you are like, you know, challenged with a particular hurdle, the team is such that they are very willing and curious to be learning from that. They're very adaptive. So we've been very fortunate with the team itself. Um, new challenge every day, but we, we are like braving through the storm is what keeps us going. So which one, which one of you is an optimist? I think both <laughs> of us. That's a good question. I think both of us. Really? Yes. Two optimists in a team? That's rare. <laughs> yes. I think I, I would say it's situational. I mean, uh, we do exactly. get pessimistic uh, at times where we see, where we feel that, you know, this might not work. But then I think optimism is something which uh, kept us going uh, where we are right now. Agreed. So yes. I think that's something which we would like to stick to. Yeah, so if all three of us sit, there there are obviously opinions and discussions where some of us, me, Pranav, or Rishav, like being pessimistic, but the other two are optimistic. So in majority, uh, it is optimism that keeps us going. Someone's going to bring in the best of the opinions. And then we sort of like the one who is pessimistic sort of gets convinced that he can, you know, things are falling into picture, things are falling into place. So it's like a culmination and like a very nice group effort that keeps us going. And, and the best part is that we don't, none of us, as I said, come from e-commerce background, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I think that's that's something which uh, makes it even more interesting. So at the end of every conversation, most of the conversations, we're like, let's try. I mean, if we don't try, uh, we wouldn't know. Uh -huh. So that's something which uh, helps us be even more optimistic. So is, yes. is, it a, is it a benefit or a disadvantage not coming from that background versus someone who has, let's say, 10 years of experience in that uh, space and um, um, running a brand? How do you read it? So, as I said, we are optimistic about things. So I think <laughs> I, we take it as a plus. Because, so people have been following a set path, right? And here, here we are, since we don't come from this background, we try to create paths. We try to create, we try to differentiate from what's already been done. That's something which also adds uniqueness to the whole user experience. Yeah, nothing is set in stone for us. So every time we come up with an idea, all three of us are very pro at experimenting. Let's try. Let's see how it does. If it does well, great for us. If it doesn't, even then it's great for us because we, we, we will learn from it. And then we know that this is something that we will not go ahead with. So that, that entire learning process in itself is, is amazing for us. So what was that one thing, you know, which you guys tried and gave tremendous result and which is one thing which you tried and it didn't work out? Uh, 
That's a tough one. Yes. <laughs> We've had multiple things, and most things I would say have worked in our advantage. But even if something didn't, I would say it's been a learning experience. Um, if if we were to you know point out instances, um, I would say uh, okay. One thing, so we were trying to develop our app, and uh, that's been sort of a learning experience as well because the app was built on a third-party uh, application, and that was difficult for us because we were sort of facing hurdles. So that's something that we're still trying to, you know, streamline. But other things in terms of, you know, revamping website, getting deliveries streamlined, getting the team in place, uh, all of that's worked very beautifully for us got it got it awesome and and now moving on to uh, this segment right uh, home decor right so give us a sense of idea you know help us understand how does the market currently looks like uh, in this space you know, and what are your views on it I think it's a huge market. I mean, home decor, uh, given uh, the kind of uh, demand and the lifestyle of the millennials, or I would say the Gen Z, uh, it's uh, pretty intriguing. And, uh, you know, I think there's a huge, vast scope in this industry, given the fact that people have an eye for aesthetic. I mean, people don't just want, uh, you know, people want to have things kept in their home which gets asked about they want to look at something which you know is different which doesn't exist i think and that's where we come into picture agreed yes so we've seen that the moment we design something that's unique and out of the box that moves out of the shelf very quickly so um, you know coming up with new products unique innovative products have uh, sort of helped us build the brand that we are so we are always constantly trying to uh, you know set ourselves uh, apart from the other brands in terms of product curation and marketing and content got it yes. and so what are your next like what are the major next couple of milestones you want to achieve maybe this year or early next year so what's what's on your what's on your mind i think currently uh, it's app as vanshika said that's that's a slight challenge you know to build a good app to have an amazing user experience for the customers mm-hmm. that's something which we're looking forward to probably um, should be there by the end of this month like we've been working really hard towards it in the past uh, one year uh, we are uh, super excited to see it come to life now and i think that's something which should be a different uh, game changer for us exactly yes so again since we are from calcutta and the startup culture in calcutta ever so slightly is backward i would say or not as advanced compared to other metropolitan cities such as bangalore or mumbai right so there is a little crunch in terms of tech savvy people in calcutta so in that we are still trying to have a team that's you know fully focused in tech and once that happens then maybe app is something that we're looking forward to where the user friendly where where it becomes more user friendly and uh, you know it becomes like a seamless shopping free experience for our customers 
so do you plan to shift your base anytime soon to one of these cities if there was an such an opportunity <laughs> uh, we've had this uh, opportunity i mean i'm not going to talk much about it but uh, i think it's important to have the code as i said it's it's a good thing i mean it's it's a challenge in a good way where even my team members none of us come from the e-commerce background so i love how they are you know even they their uh, perspective their point of view towards things are different it's not something which is you know uh, uh, carved in stone that you know we have to follow this particular set of rules which really really helps uh, in terms of having uh, new ideas and do things differently so uh, sorry i'll rephrase okay. my question so my uh, uh, in terms of do you plan to move to different cities if required you know in terms of bombay bangalore uh, moving bases from calcutta not really we don't see ourselves uh, changing bases but having said that if we do get very good resources from other places we are more than happy to like explore and outsource but we still stick to calcutta as being the core base because all of us are from here the team that we've based the team that we've formed they're all based out of here so whilst we may have like a tech team that's based elsewhere but the core team still going to be here got it so you haven't done any remote hiring as of now it's mostly all the entire team is in calcutta we have done remote hiring where uh, a major part of our designing teams based out of bombay and other places so uh, that is there like remote workings definitely a part of the zoom shop and we feel that you know if we do get very good resources elsewhere we do hire them there is no restriction in that but our headquarters will always be here because all the three uh, you know the core two co-founders and myself we are based out of here so the major teams always going to stay in calcutta got it and how is the experience in managing remote team um it's been it's been amazing i don't think we faced troubles as such uh, so to speak starting out of course there was a major hard hurdle with, with covid being in picture and half the team working remotely the other half working from calcutta but in the span of 2.5 years we streamlined it to such an extent that right now it seems like a very seamless process the coordination is absolutely not a hassle in the slightest awesome that's good to know that's good to know great so uh, to wrap it up one last one final question for you guys um, and you cannot copy the answers <laughs> so so for uh, rishab and panchika uh, what is that one thing you would have done differently uh, knowing whatever you guys know till now uh, running the operations and business till now what's that one thing you would have done differently if you can go back in time that's a good question um what would we have done differently i would say i don't know nothing exactly i think as i said we uh, the challenge which we faced initially was crazy so you know we just got a team in place and then there's covid so half the team members are having to work from home you know the learning phase their learning period where you know we would have sat together and uh, you know had been brainstorming about which direction to take the brand towards was a period where everyone had to work from home and you know it's uh, uh, the sync of all the team members including me 
uh, doesn't happen that well when we haven't spent so much time with each other. I mean, now, say now, if something like that happens and everyone has to work from home, people know their responsibilities, right? So at that point of time, when we face this challenge, uh, I think we've managed to overcome a lot of hurdles through that and we've realized that everything apart from that uh, that particular phase has been a really smooth journey for us, you know, be it our uh, uh, customers who've supported us. Um, we've got very good response from, uh, you know, uh, as Panchika said, our repeat customer rate uh, is doubling up year on year, which is something uh, we feel that, you know, we're doing something right, which is why that's happening. Exactly. I mean, we've made our share of mistakes and uh, very thankful for those because whatever we are today and whatever mistakes that we've made in the past, they sort of helped us grow. So whatever we are, it's because of the mistakes that we've made. So even though, you know, it's easier said than done. Like it's it's very easy for me to say that if I were to go back in time, I would not make that, that, those mistakes. But again, without those mistakes, I don't think that would have shaped us who we are right now. So nothing differently. Very <laughs> thankful for all the mistakes and all the lessons and learnings that we've had in the past because that, that has really helped us grow and learn and has helped us like you know become who we are. Awesome. Fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah go ahead. Example. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt you. This is just one example. It's, it's very interesting. So uh, what do you see on the website? Everything. When we started the website, mm-hmm. we didn't outsource anything. Like from the setting up of website to operations to the backend, everything was done by uh, me and Pranav. Uh, in fact, there were times when, you know, we used to, uh, uh, due to lack of manpower at that point of time, we used to even pack orders. So we've been, you know, at the grassroots of the business to understand how things shape up which is what what I think has made uh, life a little easier for us since we've done all the uh, basics uh, from our hand. It's it's easier now to, you know, uh, teach new people or new team members who come in and the journey becomes uh, smoother. Exactly. So adding to that, say the website that you see, it's all designed by Pranav, our co-founder. Like A to Z, from coding to aesthetics to UI, UX, everything is done by Pranav. Uh, when we were short of resources in terms of performance marketing, I took things into my hand and I started exploring that arena. Product procurement is taken care of itself. So when, you know, China or other places where we import from uh, in Asia, that sort of got, you know, uh, that wasn't easy or that sort of got blocked. We started, you know, having our bases here. Risha sort of, you know, started finding resources in India itself so that that doesn't get blocked anymore. So we're all self-taught, self-learned, and every day we're exploring, upskilling, learning new things so that we ourselves can suffice and, uh, you know, make the brand that it is, it is today. So basically, if any bugs come onto your website, we know whom to look for. <laughs> that's that's <what> I'm <laughs> exactly. Awesome, awesome. So I any mean, final? Yeah, go, go for it. No, he has learned coding from scratch. Like when he when he started out, he didn't know any coding. But because there weren't any resources, and we were like so hungry to grow. 
we sort of sat down went on to youtube went on to other portals to learn and gain uh, whatever knowledge that we could so right now if somebody tells us to do something or make certain changes we know that we can do it, do it by ourselves we don't really have to rely on a third party